So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. All right, guys. Well, you know I eat feedback for breakfast, and um, I'm going to read a bad one here. I got uh, a two-star from Dark Star. Dark Star says, amazing, inspiring, great podcast, and I listen to regularly and find great value in. For the love of God, don't hesitate. Burn your microphone immediately. It's a great mic for someone living in the 1960s. Amazon sells USB and headphone jack mics that are good for under 50 bucks. From Dark Star, two, Dark Star two stars, and uh, his is titled "Burn Your Microphone." Dark Star, I appreciate the feedback. I think what is happening is this one that I'm talking into right now. Let me look at it. It's a heel. It's a heel PR40. I paid 450 bucks for it, and then I got the equipment. I got a focus right balancer and everything here. I probably got 700 bucks into this equipment. I think, but I do know that I have had some episodes. I know I had one in the Starbucks. You know, we had that big news on the lawsuit, and I wanted to get that out and do it, so I did it in the Starbucks. Mistake. Should have never done that in the Starbucks. And I should have never done it on my cheese ball um, Apple headphones, but I did, and then I did another one in a hotel room. I just don't like carrying it, uh, this clunky stuff, with me, unfortunately. And, and I probably, you know, when, I, when I'm out of town... Or I can't do it, I should probably just have somebody else do it. Yet, I think a lot of the bad Audible stuff comes from my guests. You know, I never, I don't get them to come. I don't live in Hollywood, California, and they can just fly in and hang out like Joe Rogan or whatever. So, you know, we're just, you know, we're a low-budget podcast here. I mean, I got 700 bucks in the equipment. You hear this microphone now. Hopefully, it sounds solid. It is very noise-canceling. But I probably would say about one in one episode a month at least, is done off of this microphone and that's when it comes out real crappy or the guest is terrible for instance i had a guest today that I, I asked her to go into a different room because she had way bad of an echo and she did and it's going to sound a lot better so anyways dark star apologize about that and i hope um i hope you like it better now and uh i hope that you're not talking about this mic because um if you are then i am doing something wrong and maybe this mic isn't even connected Thanks, Dark Star. And anyways, guys, let's get on with the show. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, I have a great guest today from Dover, Delaware. Yeah, going back to Dover, Delaware, and former Air Force veteran, and he's jumping right into it, right into the business, did part-time for many years, only been full-time like one year, and he's crushing it out there. So, 
So I'm excited to bring Marcus Rush on the show without further ado. Marcus, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. Hey, Marcus, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself so they get to know you better? All right. My name is Marcus Rush. Currently a real estate agent here in Delaware. Uh, as you said, I'm an Air Force veteran. Only been one year full time. Before that, I was part time in the Air Force. So I'm definitely excited. Well, we I have a team now. So I've been growing my brand at Rush Realty Group here in Dover, Delaware, and we've been doing pretty good. Well, that's exciting. So this is really cool. So you you basically how long were you in the Air Force, Marcus? Thirteen years. Thirteen years in the Air Force, and then as you as you decided, I guess on some level, did you decide you were going to get out of the Air Force and become an agent, or did you just say, "Let me get my license to make a little extra cash on the side"? And then when it started, you started making so much more than you were making in the Air Force, you decided to quit and and become full time. What happened? All right, so that's that's actually a funny story. While I was in the Air Force. Uh, a, a guy that worked in I did medical that worked at the hospital with me, his wife was actually a real estate agent. And uh, he would talk to me all the time and he would say, hey, I think you would do good in real estate. You should try it out. And he kept saying it for almost two years. And I was like, no, I'm not doing real estate. I'm not going to do real estate. And then after a while, he was like, try it out. And I was like, let me, let me give it a try. So I went, uh, took the class, signed up for real estate, got my license after that. And it didn't start out as good as I hoped, the first six months, I sat there doing nothing. Then I actually switched brokerages. And I say from there, it kind of took off a little bit for me. So that's originally how I got, in, got into real estate. That's funny. Okay, so, so you spent almost three years doing it part-time. Yes, yep, three years doing it part-time. Okay, so let's get to some nitty-gritty. Like the last 12 months, your first full year, mm-hmm. full-time in mm-hmm. the business, right? Yes. What was your ECI, Marcus, your ego commission income, total, total commission before broker everything? All right. So our ECI before broker's commissions, I, I've always been a 100% commission for that last year. So okay. our ECI was 260000 260. And then how much of that did you keep? So we keep around about actually 65% of what, what we do. Because it's just right in, in 2008, it was like you one other agent one other agent under you right yeah one other agent under me and a transaction assistant coordinator and a transaction assistant okay Mm -hmm. and so what'd you say 65 65 yep so 2018 was a big year for us we transitioned to doing more referral business and i also do new construction as well so i have a new construction client and that's where uh we, we generate a lot of our sales all right, so you netted, uh, you netted about 172000 your first full year in real estate. What, well, how much money were you making at the Air Force your last year after 13 years of service there? <laughs> Probably about forty five grand a year. Wow. So you went from forty five grand to one hundred and seventy two net. So did you ever think that that was possible? Like, like uh, obviously you didn't, right? Because if, if the guy that was trying to bug you about coming to to jump jump out and become a real estate agent if he guaranteed you 172 you would have done it right away right so but so but he wasn't you know obviously you had you were reluctant right very reluctant um it just didn't seem like something i was very much interested in at that time i i liked the shows um uh, where ryan serhan the million dollar listing uh millionaire agent new york so i always in, was interested in 
it, but I didn't think it was something that worked for me. How come? I, it, it just seemed like something that I didn't, all right, so sales. Everybody looks at sales as something that uh, has a kind of a negative stigma to it. I didn't want to bug people. I didn't want to be the one calling people all the time and say, hey, do you want to buy a house? Do you want to buy a house? So it wasn't something that really interested me um, as far as being an agent in, in, in the industry. So I think that was kind of the turnoff that I thought was the majority of what you would do as a real estate agent. But then actually being an agent, I found it was a lot more than that. Yeah, of course. It's a profession. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, and, and, and don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? I mean, thank you for your service, first of all. Yes, thank you. And, you know, the Air Force is a great career. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of great careers out there. And I think that real estate sometimes gets a bad rap as uh, a salesy career. And that's what you looked at it as. Mm-hmm. And it's not right or wrong. It's just, uh, it just is, right? So you, you finally decided that it was a profession yes. that was worthy to move to from the Air Force, right? Yes. You probably didn't want to say, uh, you know, I was in the Air Force and now I sell furniture or, right, or, <laughs> or use cars. I mean, I don't mean a stereotype, but, but, but uh, you said, hey, it's professional enough. I could, I, I'm, I'm going to give this a shot. And you, you jumped full boat in there. So, so you were selling part time. Like, how did you do that? Like, were we just selling to other people in the military? Actually, no. So while I was part-time, nobody actually really knew I was in the military. It was secret. Huh? It, was, it, was very much a, it wasn't very much a secret. If they asked, I would let them know. But of course, most buyers don't want to work with a part-time agent. They prefer a full-time agent. So I would never let it be known that I had a whole other career on the side, especially like the military. Um, people see you're doing that and they'd be like, well, how can you know anything about real estate? So I wouldn't let it be known that I was actually in real estate. So I always structure my time and try to schedule all my showings when I had time to get off work, change my uniform, and then go out and show houses and things like that. So during my whole time I was in the military, everything had to be very structured in my time. I know I was very limited on the amount of time that I had to actually do real estate activities. So at 4.30, I was off work, and I already knew what I was going to be doing as soon as I got off. I was going to be prospecting, knocking on doors, making cold calls, uh, showing a house. So I was already planned maybe two, three days in advance what I was going to be doing as soon as 4.30 hit. So, so my 4.30 hit. So you would, you, would you keep your uniform on? or No, I would go change. So the only time I actually off. ever went to a, any type of appointment in uniform was when I did my new construction uh, interview. That's only because he wanted to do it in the middle of the day and I couldn't change. And I was so nervous about it. I was like, okay, I'm going to go here in uniform. And he's like, no, I'm not hiring a, a guy that's in the military to sell my new construction houses. And actually it worked out. <laughs> so. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so going back to that, so you'd get off at four 30. Mm-hmm. What time did you get to work? We had to be work at seven 30. So you got to work at seven 30, right? Mm-hmm. You, you work till four 30. Mm-hmm. You go change, you take off your uniform, put on a suit or what have you, and mm-hmm. then you go straight to knocking on doors. Yep. And uh, obviously, you were going for listings. Yes. Right? And today, right, what percentage, of your list, what percentage of your business today is listings versus buyers? I would say right now, I'm still more heavily buyers. We're probably 60% buyers, 40% listings. Okay. So are you still knocking on doors? Not anymore. More of my, most of my business, as far as listings now, come from referrals uh, more than anything now. 
Uh, referrals don't get referrals after like most people don't get referrals until they're in the biz a while. Yeah, that's that's very true. So we get a lot of referrals. I actually to have a system of following up. So every two months, I two months I call my past clients and do follow up. Say, hey, how's the house going? Do you need any services? Um, I, I try to build a network of plumbers, handymen, other auxiliary services that can help people with their home as they're living in it. And as I've called and get those follow-up calls, I tend to get more and more referrals that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so six times a year, you're picking up the phone and calling them. Six times a year. Yep, I'm definitely calling all my, all my follow-up calls. So the way it's structured right now, two months after their closing date, it automatically notifies us in our CRM to call this particular follow-up uh, with this closed client. Mm. What CRM are you using? We use a follow-up boss. Okay. All right. So where would you say other than sphere of influence, right? Your deals are coming from. Other sphere of influence, a majority of our deals right now come from social media. So we're pretty, pretty big on social. So right now we're doing about 200 leads a month and about 90% of those come from social media. Okay, so the, tell, tell me how. Let's say somebody's listening to this in Tupelo, Mississippi, mm -hmm. and they're like, damn, 200, that's 2,400 leads a year. How is this dude doing that on quote-unquote social media? What exactly are you doing? Teach us. All right, so with Facebook, you can do a lot of things such as, I don't really do boosted posts. A lot of people think that doing boosted posts is what help you out. Uh, Facebook has a whole backside called Ads Manager that I don't know if a lot of people know about where you can break down your audience. Um, so I study a lot of different other, uh, whether it's agents, uh, teams, real estate companies, study their audience and see who they have. And I will kind of do ads targeted at those particular, those particular audiences well in our area. So we'll do that. We may have an ad that says, are you interested in new construction uh, financing? So we'll get a lot of leads from that. Um, I may do another ad about, are you a first-time home buyer? Um, are you struggling with student loans? Things that people have found as, as nervous points on taking the step on buying a house. So some people think because they have student loans, they can't buy a house. So we focus on people that have student loan debt. And that's how we tend to get a lot of our leads. All right, guys. Why waste thousands of dollars and countless hours on training? that never touches on what matters most, how to make more money in real estate. For just $7, you can start a one week trial at Rebus University today. And what that means is $13,000 worth of real estate courses on how to make more commissions will be available to you for a dollar a day. It's all you can eat. Go in there and take them all if you can. Only seven bucks. To start your seven day all access free trial, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. These courses are guaranteed to get you more listings, more leads, and more commissions. Futureofrealestatetraining.com or just text the word trial to 444 999. That's T R I A L to 444 999. And you're just doing that on right. How much money are you spending it to uh, to to add to get your ads out there? So a month, believe it or not, is not that much. We spend probably eight hundred and fifty dollars. 
a month, and I'm looking to increase that. Now, are you do you do you target Air Force veterans, Dover, Delaware, you know that sort of thing? Do you do you, do you utilize that 13 years and post pictures of you in your uniform, that sort of thing? Because I sure would do that. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. As far as most of my military, always comes from referrals. So I do get a lot of military clients, but it's mostly because of referrals, and I'm still here in the, in the local area, so I get referrals on that business. And then, and then do you build on that? Like when you meet them, you, you, you find out where they are and what they do, and you say, oh, you probably know this guy, or you probably know this lady. Yep, I bring it up all the time. So once I find the Air Force, it's an instant connection. So I talk about what they do, what I do, um, and it, it kind of builds our report from there. All right, so tell me, let's, let's go back a little bit to this new construction mm -hmm. uh, deal. What's the deal you have? You have, uh, what do you do? You work for a builder? You have a builder that's giving you listings? Explain it. Yeah, so for new construction, uh, I do have a builder that has given me listings. I have uh, their developments in the county. So I pretty much can list all their, all their houses that they have as far as quick deliveries, any to-be-builts. Um, so we're free to market it however we want to. Um, so we do use that as leverage as well when I said new construction financing. Um, so we do have a lot of insight with that as well. So that's how we tend to, tend to use the new construction, but we can uh, pretty much sell their houses. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, so like do you don't, you're not sitting at the model home and doing open houses and stuff, right? We rarely sit at the model home. Um, most of the time we're at the model houses by appointment, uh, but we do do open houses at, at, the, at the, the quick deliveries that we have. The that we have. Yeah. The, the spec homes. Yep. So we do do those probably once a month, but we're not really sitting at the open houses by appointment. Do pay you to MLS it, uh, MLS all their houses, or do you just do that for free to get the buyer leads? So we are a regular agent for them. So they're treated as a regular client for us. So it's not really where I know have, I have heard of deals where people are getting like $500 to put on the MLS. We are the sole sales representative for this builder. So, okay. mm -hmm. So, so, okay, that's great. And, and so tell me, tell me the story now about you showing up in the uniform and he was interviewing multiple agents. So obviously you were still part-time. Yeah. So the way I got to meet the builder, it, it was another agent that I had to deal with that I was actually buying their house. I was on the buying side for this particular home. And oh, really? You yeah. bought a home from the builder? I bought a home from the builder. And the listing agent was in the process of moving to Florida. And I was talking to him. And he said, like, hey, I'm moving to Florida. I'm going to, be out of, I'm going to be leaving soon. So I asked him, I was like, would you mind if I talk to the builder as far as taking your place? And he said, that's no issue at all. Um, so they kind of knew who I was because of that. And I, ha I had to deal with them. And then on the second time around, I had another house I was buying of theirs with another buyer. I was still the buyer's agent. And believe it or not, we actually had a conflict with the builder. So we didn't, we didn't agree on something that was supposed to happen with the home. Um, and during that particular conflict, I ended up meeting the owner of, of the company because he came out uh, at that time. And that's when I started talking to him. So at that time, I wasn't in uniform. So then we set up an appointment to meet later on so I could talk more about listing the homes. Uh, when the, appointment time, the first appointment I had set up, I was going to be off work and I wasn't going to be in uniform. But he ended up canceling the appointment because he got busy. So I had to go back another time, which was during work, and I had no choice but to go in uniform. So he seen me in both, outside of uniform and in uniform. So I showed up, and I was, I was like, hey, I got, a, I got a year left in my contract, and then I'm going to be going full-time. Uh, but I was like, I'm, I'm interested in working for you right now, and I can get it done at this point right now. You've seen I've already sold two of your houses, and I can, I can get it done for you. So I guess he liked what he heard, 
And that's how we started moving forward. So, so for advice for agents that are listening that might be part-time or might have a dual career, mm-hmm. you know, what, what advice do you have for them, you know, for someone who obviously succeeded doing that for three years and then went full-time? So I would say if you're going to do a part-time, I would definitely need to be organized and value your time. The most, thing, the most important thing you have is your time. So I would structure Sunday night what I was going to do for the week. Whether I knew Monday night, as soon as I got work at 4.30, I was going to do X. On Tuesday night, I was going to go call expireds. So I knew as every single day what I was going to be doing. So if you're just getting off work and say, okay, I'm just going to uh, figure out what you're going to do, it's not going to work for you. You're not going to be successful. You have to have those structured days. You have to know exactly what you're going to do. So when I was going to knock on expired doors, I would map out every door I was going to go to Sunday night and Monday night, come home and get dressed. And by 5 o'clock, I was at the door knocking on all the doors I already had mapped out on Google. Then on Tuesday night, I would make expired calls five to seven. That was my time to call expired listings. So I always had a structure on what I was going to do. Thursday night, I would go back out and knock on the doors that didn't answer on Monday. <laughs> so uh, how'd you map them out on Google? Is just by the maps or did you like kind of try to predict analytically who's most likely to sell? No, so what I did first, when I first started, I had a niche. I had a price range I wanted to work in. I know a lot of people, when they first join the industry, they just kind of take whatever comes at them. But I knew where I wanted to be price point wise. So I will focus on those houses that fit my price point. Then I will go and Google. Um, you can do my maps. In Google My Maps, you can place the addresses on there. So I would go, maybe if it's a, a list of 20 expires, I would go to, for my price point that I was looking for. And then I would go on my Google Maps and put the addresses in there. And then you can map out your whole direction, uh, your whole way on where you want to go. So that's how I would do it. So I knew how long it was going to take me to get to each house. And I, I knew how long it was going to, you know, I had it whole mapped out time-wise. Well, and it wasn't, it wasn't long when you were full-time or maybe even when you were part-time where you decided to hire your first assistant, right? Yes. How did you know it was time? So for me, I was spending so much time on prospecting, uh, cold calling, door knocking and things at that time. I really didn't want my service to, uh, to fall off with my clients that I have under contract. So with my prospecting time, I need to free up time for myself. And the best thing you can do is leverage your time and leverage other people. So I knew it was time for me to get insistent on to, to handle my clients once they, were in, once they were in the contract, do kind of the paperwork stuff that I didn't want to do where I could focus on growing the business. So once, that, once they kind of conflicted and I couldn't do both, I knew it was time to get somebody else. And then tell me how you found somebody. So I actually went on Upwork.com. So Upwork, you can go and you can find a, a, a virtual assistant you put out there what you're looking for. I think I interviewed about four or five before finally settling on, on one. And that's awesome because I think a lot of agents don't utilize that enough, right? I think they automatically think in their head that they need to have someone that's sitting next to them 24-7 that they can control. And they don't know that they could go on places like Upwork or free up and, and get really solid, good help. What does your assistant do for you? So right now, she pretty much manages almost all our client interactions. Once someone goes under contract, she's acting as, acting as our transaction coordinator. She pretty much gets them from contract to close. Uh, she does a lot of follow-up for me as far as uh, client surveys. Once, we're trying to, once a client has closed, we're trying to get those feedback. Feedback's definitely on Zillow and on Facebook and Google. So she makes sure to go out there and does the touches on those. 
Um, every now and then she'll go do the past client follow-up, seeing, seeing how things are going with the house. So she handles a lot of the day-to-day business uh, as far as with, with paperwork and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another mistake that agents make too. They think that by getting someone online like this, that they're going to be this timid person in the Philippines or something that's, that's <laughs> afraid to call anybody. And so what you found in, in your uh, assistant is that she's gregarious and, and willing to, to pick up the phone and, and, and call people and say, hey, you know, this, yes. this is Jen from the, from the Rush Realty team and, and we're wondering if you could give us a Google review or whatever, right? Plenty of people make a decent living selling real estate, but how many manage to make millions to become a millionaire? Imagine how much more profitable your business would be if you had the chance to learn from someone who actually made their millions selling real estate. Rebus University instructors know what it takes to build a highly successful, highly lucrative real estate business because they've done exactly that. These self-made real estate millionaires spent years in the trenches identifying exactly what works in today's markets. And that's exactly what they teach. Right now, we're running a seven-day trial on Rebus University's all-access package. For just $7, you can get access to every course. Every millionaire real estate instructor, there's over 40 of them. 40 millionaire real estate instructors that Rebus University has to offer. You have access to all of them. To start your seven-day free trial for only seven bucks, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com or text TRIAL, T-R-I-A-L, to 444-999. That's TRIAL to 444-999. Like you're saying, a lot of people do think it's going to be someone from the Philippines or someone like that. And they do have that. When I first started having an assistant, I was very nervous about it. I was like, well, I think people are going to want to talk to me. They get to know me. I don't want to have this handoff. And I think that's a lot of fear that a lot of people have. But what I have found out is that it's not as, as scary as people think it's going to be, especially when you're having a transaction coordinator. And she steps in, she introduces herself, and people understand this is going to be the process. And they're perfectly fine with it. And it allows, it frees me up to go do other things. And and technology is great. So Upwork, I can, I can talk to her. We communicate a lot now through email, but finding her was very easy. I use technology like such Fiverr.com, getting flyers and things done. So the help is out there. So to not use it would, would, would make sense. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so um, talk to me about what the military has taught you that has transferred over to your business today and is helping you as you begin to build a team, because you, you have goals this year, right, of, of, of building this out pretty big, right? Yeah, definitely. So we're, I'm definitely focused right now on growing our brand. And one thing that I learned from the two things I learned from the military, one is very much structure. Um, I'm always putting structure policies in place, not to pretty much weigh my team down, but just to create a baseline of this is how we're going to, this is how things are going to happen. This is how we're going to behave, so to say. Um, so that's how the military much helped me out in, in that front. So if you ever look at any of our office policies, they're kind of written just like uh, AFIs from the military. So it's pretty much helped me out with that. What's AFI stand for? 
Air Force instruction. Okay. <laughs> so there. So Air Force instruction. So so give me an example of how you how you've built out an AFI for your team. All right. So when it comes to so AFIs are pretty much uh, they will say how everything's going to work from A to Z. And I have written out policies that pretty much say how things are going to work from A to Z. One, from when you get a lead, you're going to do these many follow-ups. You're going to uh, mark them this way if this happens. Um, all the way to when starting the contract. When starting the contract, you're going to conduct these type of follow-ups. You're going to give them to Jen, and Jen's going to do this. So it pretty much structures everything. So you ever get lost anywhere in the process, you can go to 2B, and it'll tell you exactly what to do. <laughs> 2B, exactly. Okay. So, yeah. So the Air Force pretty much helped with that because, as you know, the military is set up that they need everyone to understand and be on one page, and that's pretty much the way I do as far as far and as. And did you write that all out? Like, did you just stay up at night and like write out your, you know, Marcus Rush manual? Or your, you know, what do you mean? You know, it's funny. I did it even before I had a team, so I always had a vision of having a team and vision of growth and a vision of making my brand bigger, and so I didn't want to come to the point where I need to hurry and do it. So I started doing it actually up front. While I was still in the military, I would say, okay, this is how I want things to happen three years from now. So let me start writing it out now. And so now when these things are coming in place, I already had it written down years ago. So I may need to tweak it a little bit based on what's happening now, but I've already had it written out for years. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Okay. All right. Let's talk a little bit about technology. What, what technology are you excited about right now? I look around real estate and I see a lot of companies throwing money into technology now. You have uh, companies such as Compass. They're getting huge investments. Realology with Desk, Keller Williams um, going into tech. So I think technology and real estate is, is the new four, is, is the new uh, frontier of a lot of, a lot of uh, money right now. And for me personally, um, a lot of CRMs that I like, I like Follow Up Boss because it connects to so many other services and it connects our particular company with everything that we do. I like DocuSign Transactions. It's kind of what we use to manage our transactions from off, even from offer all the way to close. Um, it's, it's so much technology going out there right now. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's great for the industry as a whole from what I believe. But definitely have to hone in what works best for you. A lot of people are jumping on a lot of random things, and I don't, I don't think that's the thing to do. You have to figure out what works. Yeah. Yeah, you got to pick two or three. I mean, you could, you could literally have, as a real estate agent, 20 or 30 recurring expenses of $27 <laughs> a month, $112 a month, whatever, mm -hmm. on technology things mm -hmm. that you may or may not use, you know, mm -hmm. if, if you're not careful. If you and and what I like about what you're you're doing is, uh, you know, your focus is on getting new business, right? Yep. You know that what Marcus should be doing is getting new clients, working with existing clients, and that's it, mm -hmm. right? And you're using technology and assistance to do everything else. Yep. So, like I said, if if someone wants to check out a CRM, I would check out Follow Boss. Follow Boss connects right to Facebook which is one of our biggest lead generators. So when a lead comes in and follow boss, it pretty much pings everyone within our team. And the team can, that agent that is available to accept that lead right then can, and can act on it right then. So I definitely think follow boss is one of the most pivotal, uh, pivotal things to our uh, success right now as far as, as, as technology goes. That's awesome. What about a failure, Marcus? What's, what's something you failed at that, um, that you've learned from that you can help others out with? 
one of the things I would say I failed at, and I, I, I'm glad I kind of learned it early in my career, um, was just thinking that because I have a license, people are going to rush to me to, to buy or sell their home. And uh, I found out that that was the case. You need to go generate that business. You need to get out there. You need to actually do something. I spent, like they said, more, what, 80, almost 87% of agents don't make it past the first year. And I believe that's, that's what, what happens a lot. So, what happened? Did your sister list w with another agent or something? <laughs> no, no. So actually, I, I had a client. One, one big failure I had is I did have my first listing that was uh, in northern Delaware. And I, I was so excited to get this listing. I pretty much did whatever they wanted me to do. I knew the house was overpriced by like almost 50 grand. But I, was, I just wanted the listing because I, I, was, I was new. I wanted that listing. I took that listing. And through it, I just found out it, it wasn't the right. It wasn't the right thing for me to do. It was overpriced. I was rushing, not getting many showings, spending money trying to advertise this house. And from there, I learned that you need to be honest with people and be honest with yourself as well. And um, that was it. Just didn't work out good for me in on that one. <laughs> I got you. so you never got paid on. It. I didn't get paid on it. Not at all. <laughs> uh, and how's the market in Dover, Delaware? The market is actually good. So right now we are experiencing a little bit of inventory shortage. Um, I think that's pretty much happening in a lot of, lot of areas. So new construction is picking up. Uh, sales, are, sales are pretty much staying consistent. Um, we're about 900 houses on the market right now. We're using about 1,200 houses. So we're a little shorter than, shorter than average. But the market itself is doing pretty good here. See, it, you, know, you know what the great thing about interviewing agents like you, they're young in the business, is that no matter what, the market is always good. You know what I mean? Because you don't know, right? You don't, you don't have the perspective to know otherwise. And I think that serves you in that you're like, you know, the market is good. Let me go. The streets are paved with gold, right? Mm -hmm. And then and I'll talk to an agent that's been in the business 25 years, and it'll be like probably in Dover, Delaware. You know, <laughs> that an agent, I'm sure there's an agent I could find in Dover, Delaware. This is like, oh, the market sucks. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's all perspective, right? And that's not going to serve that agent by walking around saying that. Mm -hmm. it, I think it's very much true. I, I found out, I, I don't know if you've ever read the book of the, uh, the Power of Positive Thinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I definitely try to look at it always on the positive side. And I try and see the things that we can control, what we can do, um, how we can generate business, and what is our niche in, niche in our industry. And so as long as we can control our niche, get our particular buyers, then I think the market's always going to be good. At some point in time, it is going to tank again. It may be 2007, 2008 again. But as long as we can establish our foothold now, uh, when the industry goes from 700 agents right now as we have in the county to 400 agents, we'll be, already, we'll be more. In, oh, in yeah. Of course. You know, and it will. So you got to look at all that, right? You got you to take all that into account. And, and it, obviously, you're confident you're not going to be one of the 300 that, uh, that quit. Oh, definitely not. No, we're, we're, I'm, playing, I'm, I'm playing against that. Um, like I said, everything is going towards branding now. That's why I've been focusing so much on my brand, so much on uh, pushing ourselves out there and being noticed that in the event that that was to happen, uh, God forbid it doesn't, but if it doesn't happen, that we'll still be, have a stronghold on, on our particular market. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, Marcus, let's wrap this up with our flagship question, and that is this. If I were to take you and I were to take nine other agents – Right, mm -hmm. who've only been in the business, mm -hmm. like you, you know, less than five years, one full year, full time, fairly new agents, and I would give them each a thousand dollars, a laptop, computer, and a cell phone, and I would put you on an island that has commerce that people are buying and selling houses. They're busy. 
And the one thing you guys all have in common is that you don't know anyone. And I were to say, Marcus, six months you got. Sell as many houses as you can. Whoever can sell the most amount of houses in six months gets $5 million prize. How are you going to beat out these nine other agents and sell more houses? All right. So with $1,000, one thing I would definitely start doing is investing in Facebook. Get your presence known on, on Facebook. Get your presence known on social media. It helps you build your brand. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people I've heard of, they go to a company's Facebook page. If it's not active, then they think that business is closed. So definitely go ahead and establish your presence on Facebook. Secondly, go out there and start knocking on doors, mostly expires and withdrawals. So that's, those are people that have already shown an interest in wanting to sell their house. Uh, some things that help me out, even though I may not get the listing, I may get a referral from those potential clients. So that was one thing that helped me out a lot as well when I first got started. So Facebook and expires and withdrawals. Go out there and knock on those doors, uh, set your niche, and I, you'll be definitely good to go. That's awesome, dude. All right, so as you know, uh, Marcus, everybody that comes on the show brings a free gift. And what we do is we're going to put this on vibendigital.com backslash Marcus Rush. I'm sure you go to MarcusRush.com. Do, do you have that domain name? Uh, right now, it's, it's RushHome.com. <laughs> Rush Home. Okay. But uh, anyways, if you go to hybendigital.com backslash Marcus Rush, you'll get Marcus's free gift. You'll get all his contact information. If you guys want to follow him on social media, you want to reach out to him, you got a referral in Dover, Delaware to send him, or you just want to say hi, thank you for your service, and uh, thank you for sharing candidly on Real Estate Rockstars, you can reach out to him there. Also, everything we talked about today, we're going to put in the show notes, again, on hybendigital.com backslash Marcus Rush. All right, buddy. What's your free gift? My free gift was a list of the books that I read to help me get started. Um, your book is on there as well, as, as well as Keller Williams, uh, Gary Keller's book. So I think they're very two books you need to read. Other books also help me get started and, and focus on where I need to be and getting that business mindset. You are a business of your own. So if you, if you come in thinking this is just a job, get out of that. It's not a job. You are a business. You are a brand. So treat yourself as a brand. So the list of books I have on there will help you get into that mindset, as well as my structure, uh, my, my, my schedule for what I did when I was part-time getting started. So we're Sunday night prep, Monday night knocking doors, Tuesday expires, Wednesday's prep again, Thursday repeat. So that's my schedule on there on what to do as a part-time agent till you're able to go full-time. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. And everybody can learn from that. And th there's some people that will have that are full-time and been full-time for ye several years that probably didn't have as strong as a dollar productive schedule as you had with another job. Meaning you, you probably spent five hours a night being dollar productive, trying to get business. And some agents go 10 hours in a day and only one hour of that 10 is productive in getting them new business. You know what I mean? Definitely. So you definitely want to focus on what generates and makes you money, not so much uh, just doing things to do them. I've actually had to break down, okay, this particular, this particular time will generate me this amount of money. And that's how we'll look at it. That's how everybody should. All <laughs> right, buddy. Well, listen, I'm also going to put uh, Marcus's book list and Marcus's uh, how to make a ton of money part-time uh, schedule on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox, which is our agent success toolbox has tons of agent-free gifts that have been brought over the years inside that toolbox. So that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or just text the word toolbox to 
888-999-9999. Marcus, this has been a beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on. If I'm ever in Dover, Delaware, we will get together and break some bread. I look forward to it. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.